Hello, this is Jacob Robinson, and you're listening to Progress, the PT podcast. Hello again, and welcome to Progress, the PT podcast. I'm your host, Jake Robinson, and today I'm joined by Leo Tyson. Hello, everyone. Leo is a PT in Worthing, West Sussex, and has been asked to come on because of his position uh, at the minute as a PT. Leo, just briefly tell us uh, where you're at with your business right now. Um, So I've been PTing for nearly four years now. I'm currently full with one-on-one clients, got a little bit of a waiting list, which is awesome. So I'm just moving things into the small group training model. Uh, And I've also got an online group program as well, which is growing exponentially. So that's where I'm at with, with my business. Awesome. Um, so the title of this podcast is filling your first 10 sessions and as two busy PTs we aim to give you some clear actionable steps and techniques to help you gain your first 10 sessions per week but before we dive into techniques let's first talk about the current teaching for gaining clients and the industry-wide technique of selling and I use the word selling with disdain as that's not why we got into PT but it's part of the job and it's something that we have to get used to um, but that it's a slightly different perspective on it than selling. Um, let's start with you Leo, tell us what support and direction you got towards picking up clients when you got qualified. Yeah I mean I got very little, um, <laughs> all I really got told was you walk up to people on the gym floor, you ask them how they're doing and if there's anything you can help with. And that's that really, you just interrupt people's workouts and, and they just buy PT off you. Wow. Sounds, <laughs> simple uh, as that. Yeah, sounds very simple to pick up clients and pay you hundreds of pounds at once. Um, that's exactly really what I got. I got a two day blast course in my course where they told us, I say they, we had a motivational guy at the front of the class telling us about what our earnings could be and how we need to approach it and go to people on the treadmill and open a conversation, ask them what their goals are and and uh, tell people their techniques wrong and stuff. Uh, so, you know, that's obviously what we got taught and what most PTs still get taught. And it's not the fault of the qualifying companies because what they're trying to do is help people, PTs, um, get set up and build a business. But their priority is obviously teaching the um, anatomical, physiological side of PT. Um, so what's the reality of the situation when you actually get in a gym? So the reality is that these people aren't just going to hand over really large amounts of money to someone that um, they don't really know, like, trust, and mm-hmm. someone that hasn't demonstrated that they can they can add value to, to them. Yeah, and you know, you're expected to essentially tell people they're doing things wrong, interrupt their workouts, and you're basically setting yourself up to be rejected by people because you're going up to them, like you said, in another conversation on the treadmill with the headphones in saying hi you know how's your workout going and they kind of go good thanks and look at you blankly and then you don't know what you're meant to be saying next and before you know it you're blown out um so yeah like you said it's about demonstrating value so what what do you mean by value well that that perception of value is is obviously going to be a little bit different um you know depending on the, the person and what their goals are what we really need to do is is add something give them something before we ever ask for a sale Mm -hmm. 
and there's obviously different things that we can do for this we're going to talk about a couple of different strategies and, and techniques but depending on that person and, and their goals you need to demonstrate that we can benefit them we can make their lives a bit easier we can make their exercise more efficient whatever it might be and we need to do that before we ever even really start to you know expect that they're going to buy pt of us and there's a couple of strategies we can we can use to do that really to start building okay so Leo, what techniques have you implemented in your gym to demonstrate your value and to give away free content to the members? Cool. So yeah, there's a, there's a couple that I use. Um, we're going to talk about the in-person ones today because we're sort of aiming this at people that maybe don't <coughs> have a social media following already, like yeah. the first, you know, just first 10 sessions. So you want to establish yourself as that key person of influence in the gym. So these are a couple of in-person examples. So one thing that I've done is I've previously created workouts of the day and workouts of the week. Okay. So what we do is we get a workout made and it depends on how you like training people really. Uh, you know, so whatever style it is, we maybe get a male one, a female one, maybe there's some sort of competitive one and, and you get people to write their times down on a board, whatever it might be. And then we get some copies of this printed off, you get your name on there, maybe your social medias if you've got them. Mm -hmm. And you'll probably want the gym logo on there as well. Yeah. And what this does is it just gives you an entry point to speak to people. So you leave these at reception or you leave these at the gym desk, whatever it might be. You make sure people know that they're there. You, you do that you know, just by telling people. You do that by getting a big poster on the wall. You do that by sticking a Facebook status up. Mm -hmm. And slowly but surely, people will start obviously using the workouts. They'll start you know, training with other people. They'll start using the workouts. And more and more people will start using your, your programs. And so you're, you're, you're delivering value to people before they actually even really know who you are yeah. and before you've even tried to sell to them. So this person's instantly got a bit of a perception that you know what you're talking about, like you're delivering good workouts. And what this does is it allows you to walk over to those people and strike up a conversation about that awkwardness. You know, if you just walk over to someone on the treadmill or that's on the chest press <laughs> and they sort of just look at you like, what do you want? Yeah. You know, it's an awkward conversation, yeah. isn't it? It doesn't start well. No. Whereas if, you know, I walk over to you, Jacob, and I see you're doing one of my workouts and I can go, oh, mate, that's that great. Like, I'm Leo, I, I made that workout. You know, I'd like to just offer you a little bit of, of advice around that chest press that you're, you're yeah. doing. And because you already trust me and I've already added some value to you via that workout that you're currently following, mm -hmm. you're going to be more open to the possibility that I can add more value. So now I'm not just talking to you as a cold lead, I'm talking to someone that is actually you know, interested in listening to what I can add to this person. So we strike up a bit of a conversation, I give you a little bit of you know, help or advice, whatever it might be, mm -hmm. we start to build a bit of a relationship. The next day or the next week, there's a different workout there, you know, they get their friend doing your workouts and they sort of following along, and next thing you know, they start to get some results, right? Because if they were turning up and just doing a bit of whatever at the gym, don't really know what they were doing, didn't have a program to follow, it won't take long for them to start feeling a bit fitter, feeling a bit stronger mm -hmm. and looking a bit different. So over the next couple of weeks, they're using more of your programs, you're building more of a relationship, you're speaking to them more frequently because you've got that entry point, you've got that, that common ground, which is the program and the workouts that they're doing. And from there, you can continue to build that relationship and then that's obviously going to start to develop into you know, PT because yeah. you're, you're adding value to that person. So that's it, precisely. And I think you, you need to have the expectation that you're going to be providing these on a regular basis, that someone can follow, yeah. <coughs> and the expectation that these things take time. The reality also might be that you go up to this person on the first time, you talk to them about their program, and then they start telling you about their goals. They start telling you about the problems they've been having, and then suddenly you get into a conversation, you yeah. say, well, why don't you pop in? We have a 
chat and we talk a bit more about what you're doing. So I don't want to interrupt your workout now unless you've got some free time. And then you can run through some stuff and you might get a client right off the bat. So I think it's, what is it? Um, over delivering value um, without expectation because you want to help. That's why you became a PT. Yeah. Um, and and making that very clear. Yes. Yeah. Not, try, not here just to try and sell you something. Yeah. I'm here because I'm passionate in what I do. Mm-hmm. I really, really believe that I can I can make this process better, more effective, more enjoyable for you. And when you truly believe in it, it's not selling, but you just no. need that message and that sort of perception to come across. Yeah. And for that to come across, you need a little bit of a relationship first. Mm-hmm. And to start a relationship with someone, there needs to be some sort of entry point. And this workout of the day or workout of the week model is a brilliant way to do that. Uh, you've also run nutrition talks in your gym. Yeah. Tell me about what made you do it, how you came to that decision, and then how you implemented it with management and members and made sure people turned up. Cool. So I was basically a little bit fed up of people that were in the gym that I sort of knew as mm-hmm. just as well as the other trainers, maybe deciding to go with another trainer. And you can't take that personally, you no. know, you know, good for the other trainer. I want to see everyone do well. Yeah. But if, if you're a PT and you know that you're good and you're confident in what you do, you really need to instate yourself as that key person of, of you know, influence. You're, you're the top of what you do. So, you know, that then you need to tell people that, right? Or you need to show people yeah. that. Yeah. So well, a great way to do that is a bit of public speaking, because, you know, if someone is willing to get up in front of people and speak about speak about a subject, it shows that they're pretty passionate about it and it shows that they're pretty knowledgeable about it. Mm-hmm. So people are more likely to buy into what you're saying when you're up there in front of maybe a presentation, yeah. talking about it to a group of people than if you're talking to someone on a one-on-one basis. So people's perception of you is instantly a bit different. Because, oh, you're the, you're the guy that puts on lectures and seminars that you must be you know, really good at what you do. Mm-hmm. But also it's a great lead magnet, right? Because what you get is you get, you know, I have, think I had around 35, 40 people. Okay. So it maybe out. wasn't, it was okay. I was hoping for a few more, but it was only limited to David Lloyd members okay. at the time. The next one I do, which I'm putting on in, in a few weeks, is going to be Open 21. Okay. Um, is that an external venue? So there was a bit of a barrier. You needed of a course. David Lloyd membership. Yeah. And because it was in a studio where there were classes, it wasn't on until sort of, I think, like 1 p.m. on a Saturday. So okay. it's a bit of a quiet time. Okay. So I was quite happy with the turnout. So that was like 35-ish people that maybe didn't know that much about me, um, therefore probably didn't trust me, and I maybe hadn't added any value to before, Prior, yeah. that came and listened to me speak for about 50 minutes. Uh, there was then a bit of Q&A, and then there was some practical stuff where we looked at different foods on awesome. the table, and they tried some foods, and the, the point of that part was to show them the difference in food volume between two different 1800 calorie days. Okay. So we had an 1800 calorie of like a sandwich from Tesco and some cereal versus mm-hmm. 1800 calories of the more type of foods we'd want clients to eat. Yeah. And they could physically see the difference in food volume for the same calories. Okay. So that all went down really, really well and it just got me in front of a bunch of members and it gave me a reason to speak to them. It gave me a reason to capture their email addresses and it gave me a reason to follow up and ask them how they were getting on and again, just build and develop that relationship with people that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to speak to. All right, and how did you implement that with your gym? How did you go about it? Just talk I'm to adding, management. Yeah, I'm adding free value to the members. Like, what, what's the gym going to complain about? Well, precisely, right? so, yeah. Don't be scared of having those conversations. Yeah, you've you've just, got management there, getting members in, wanting to make them happy. You're going, I want to help support your members. I'm not going to ask anything of them. Can you support me in no putting ask. posters up, You know, telling people about it? It's as simple as that. And yeah. from you doing that, I looked at doing a fat loss talk in my gym 
So um, I've done a couple of them now. And um, just talking through the basic principles of what fat loss is. And a lot of the gym members and stuff aren't as knowledgeable as we think they are. Yeah. We seem to think that everyone knows that there should be an energy balance between intake and output. And the reality is they don't. So I went really simple. Um, got people in, started talking to them about it, and then I also decided to put on technique workshops. Yeah, great. So that was just saying to people, this is an open session, a couple of us PTs in there, you can drop in at any time, tell us what techniques you're struggling with, or certain exercises, or whether you want to learn a new technique, or want to know how to use the machines, um, and got people to come in. Now obviously we're not massive machine people, fixed machines, but I had a lady come in and say, I just want to learn how to use the machines upstairs. And I said, okay, um, what type of machines? And are you open to me suggesting other forms of exercise? And she said, yeah, of course. So then I got her playing around with her body weight and telling her, you know, what the most efficient way for her to train was and told her about uh, another small group thing I was doing, which we'll touch on later on. And she signed up to do it there and then, and it was a new client. Great. And you don't need the volume. I, I personally think your turnout of 35 people is a very good turnout. I've not seen those types of volume, but you don't need necessarily huge volume. Yeah. You need one, two people to come on and be a client, that's and that's a massive uptake. Yeah, if we, if we break that down just quickly, I don't actually have that many clients, but on average mm -hmm. they train 2.8 times a week, okay. and my average client lifetime value um, is a lot <laughs> because they've stayed with me on average for eight months. Okay. So when you are over delivering value to people and you explain the benefit of training frequently, then you don't necessarily need a, a, a lot of clients. You know, you, you could only have four to six clients and if they're doing two sessions a week, that fills your first, first 10 sessions. So if you do get 35 people turning up to a seminar or lecture or workshop that you put on, mm -hmm. you get know 10 people a day doing your workout of the day yeah then in a four-week period you have added value to you know a lot of people easily maybe a couple of hundred people in your gym yeah and you only need four to six of them to sign up for PT yeah. two a week to fill your first 10 sessions easy as that now I just wanted to make a note that if you are underconfident running your own workshops and se sessions and seminars which you may well be because you're new to being PT um, pair up with another PT another PT that's new because if you've got two people going out there and marketing the um, seminar or the workshop, you've got more ch chance of filling it up. And you can also share that burden of responsibility for taking the session. And then when you feel more confident, you can run them on your own. Um, just remember that if you don't get a lot of responses immediately or a lot of attendance, don't panic. Keep these going. things, yeah, these things do take time. And as Liam, my friend, always says to me, persistence over resistance and it's never more relevant than it is right now market these sessions as much as you can in your gym get your managers support like we said they'll always want to help if you're offering their members free value um, and yeah remember that if you don't get dozens of people in um, it's not the end of the world you need a couple of people and uh, to apply some of these techniques in order to fill your first 10 up so other techniques that we would apply, I would personally say the most simple uh, technique is to be more present and answer questions. So this can be on the gym floor or by letting your manager know that should any members have any questions that you'd be happy to answer them. So this might be managers, this might be receptionists, 
Remember that they have a job to do and their job is to deal with members' concerns or the manager's job is to manage staff, to manage member uptake, um, to keep churn down. Their job, first and foremost, is not to answer questions on fitness and goals. And if you can go to them and say, listen, I know you're busy. Um, if you have anyone come in and ask any questions, please feel free to pass them on to me just give them my email or my phone number or even just point them over to me and I'll deal with it. Right there and then you've got two members of staff, a manager and a receptionist, who have already got a lot on their plate. You've given them an outlet to offload some of their responsibility onto you and what you're doing is basically getting them to funnel people towards you who might be interested in your seminars, uh, a free workout or even straight away to PT. So just get yourself in the gym as much as possible if you're a new PT. So let's just summarize these points because we want to give you actionable things that you can apply. So we've said be present in the gym more and get busy helping people. Um, genuine help. So think to yourself, why am I going to talk to this person? If you're there to try to sell or kind of feel like you're trying to break them down because you want to tell them how they should be doing it better, might not be the best reason why, but if you feel like you can help, go over and get helping. Uh, offer help to managers and other staff so that they can offset some of their tasks and duties onto you. Free workshops, nutrition talks, um, free workouts. Uh, such a simple one. I'd never thought of that until you just you so told me effective. about that. So easy. I've got the whole the whole of the regular guys and free weights following my stuff at David Lloyd. That's so so good. And that's so actually effective. how I met you. I think if you think back through your brother. Oh yeah. That's how I met Elliot, right? What did you give him one? I was just speaking to him about, about training. He didn't actually have a bit of paper, but yeah. he saw me doing a two rope straight arm pull down variation and he went, why is that two ropes instead of one? And I explained a bit about how we get the lap short. Right, so another- it, it went from there. Another, that's how it blossomed. Another technique then, be on the gym floor training. Be playing around yep. with different exercises. Don't be afraid to try new ones and really- um, As long as you can back up why you're doing it. Yes, that. as long as you can do that. And as long as you're not just following Instagram videos yeah, of and crazy stupid exercises the on the wrong machines. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, the final thing, training and technique workshops. So just look at those few points, be present in the gym, offer support to your staff, give out free workouts, nutrition talks, and training and technique workshops. And on, on that note, if, if you're sort of a new PT and you don't feel confident enough to implement any of these steps, just remember that whilst you may not feel like you know as much as you should do or mm -hmm. as some other PTs do you still know more than 99% of the average person on the street so don't let confidence be the limiting factor in you implementing any of these ideas yep. you might not feel like you know how to speak in front of a crowd you might feel like you don't know how to properly periodize a training program yet mm -hmm. so then you're like oh neither of these ideas are relevant to me but none of that matters because you know more than 99% of the people on that gym floor if you're if you're you know a good qualified PT, mm -hmm. so it's time just to start believing in that, putting yourself out there. And if there are genuine holes in in your knowledge, then you know maybe invest a little bit in getting better at them. I'm about twenty thousand pounds into my education now to further my knowledge. Um, and I'm not saying all new PTs should do that, but if there is a genuine area that needs to maybe be improved on, then invest in it. Don't be scared to invest in yourself. Right, being a PT should be a lifelong career, mm -hmm. and uh, a little bit of an investment in your development will go a long way. Precisely, and just make sure that if you are feeling a little bit underconfident, just keep it simple. 
Yeah. Don't overcomplicate it. Give people basic steps like we've just done for you and give them things to work on and then give them a way of feeling accountable so they can come to you to talk about it. Now the last point and the thing about all of this is that this is a strategy that should be applied throughout the duration of your career as a PT. You will lose clients no matter how much you try to avoid it or how close you are to them. They will move, they will change jobs and they will get injured. You need to keep getting more clients in the door at all times. So never have to have a waiting list. Precisely. And when you do get too many and you do have a waiting list, we've got a solution for that too. Um, that's for another episode. That's for another episode. Um, and that's something both of us can weigh in on. Um, we can help you and we can help you make income from those people and help those people even when you don't have the time to do so. But that will come in a later episode. So subscribe so you don't miss out on that. Um, I just want to say thank you. Uh, for listening I'm sure you want to say yeah thank you very much guys I hope some of those um, actionable steps helped mm-hmm. I wasted about the first year of my PT career so if I can help anyone not do the same then that would be great and uh, feel free to let me know how yep. they go if you, if you implement any of them yep so I'll put a bit of Leo's info in this uh, description of this um, but yep subscribe and listen to the next ones and we look forward to helping you cheers great thanks guys bye